following broadcast may be directly implemented into your head without your consent. Sorry about that. The following broadcast may be disturbing for some listeners and comes with the following content warnings. Heavy themes and portrayal of Christianity-based religion. Heavy themes and portrayal of prosperity gospel. Portrayal of a tent revival sermon. Passages from the Bible. Strong and explicit language. The sin of sloth. The sin of greed. The sin of envy. The sin of lust. The sin of gluttony. The sin of pride. The sin of wrath. Blasphemy. Public humiliation. Corpo speak. Police. Corporate payoffs to local authorities. Job loss. Reference to nudity. Chewing and mouth sounds. Misophobia and fear of uncleanliness. Mob mentality. Delusions. Hallucinations. Grief. Loss. Bereavement. Many-eyed entities. Allusion to schizophrenia. Monetary exploitation and manipulation. Gender dysphoria. Non-consensual body swapping. Themes of anger and revenge. Emotional abuse and manipulation. Discussion of exorcism and demons. Accusations of witchcraft. Speaking in tongues. Sexual illusions and innuendo. Heavily implied masturbation. Mention of sex work in a derogatory fashion. Body horror. Sounds of explosions, thunder, and lightning. Insect noises. Sound of wings flapping. Sound of sirens. Sound of tinnitus ringing. Loud eldritch sound effects. Allusion to bugs and corpse decomposition. Victim blaming. References to child endangerment. Perceived descent into madness. Threats of and depiction of torture. Harm to domestic cat. Sounds of struggle. Trauma and PTSD. Themes and descriptions of war and warfare. Stalking. Abusive marriages. Description of house fires. Violence towards prisoners. Sounds of gore and graphic violence. Explicit death threats. Depiction of gun violence. Death. Premeditated murder. Sounds of chewing flesh and choking and vomiting. Discussion of and allusion to necrophilia. Suicidal ideation. Depiction of self-harm and self-cannibalism. Content warnings as they relate to each segment can be found on the Kill FM website. Listener discretion is advised. For the best listening experience, headphones are recommended. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber, and want like an armed man. Um, sir? I, I don't know if you remember me. I, I'm still in training and... Get to it! Be assertive! Uh, um, if, if you could just press that button... Before you sit down? Ah, damn it!
What are you going on about? Uh, um, uh, the, the button, sir. My name's Bob, and, and it's my job to remind you to, to press that button. Uh, where's the pushy one? That relentless migraine with a voice. The one I'm who... here. I'm here. If you could just do as Bob asks, crisis solved. We can leave you in peace. Leave me in peace? Bag's empty. Not much left in this two-liter of code red either. That's the real crisis, if you ask me. Uh, I'll, I'll just run in there and restock those things. No. Get him to do his thing. And then we can give him what he wants. Otherwise, he's just gonna fall into a fucking sugar coma, and that'll be that. What are you two jabbering about? Go on. Sir, uh, the button, it, it just needs to be pressed. And my snack cabinet needs to be restocked. Yes, of course. We can get right on that. But first, the, the button. Uh. But please, sir, it's it's really the only thing you need to do. And it's, it's my job to remind you to press it. Just just press the button. It's such a simple thing. It's the smallest of efforts. Again and again with that? You think I'll forget or something? Like how you forgot to replenish the Cheetos? Sir, we've been here before. Yes. Yes, we have. You've asked us to remind you. <clears throat> you made this our job. Which includes keeping me well stocked. Cheetos, Cheez-It, Nacho Cheese Doritos. Any cheese-based snack chip, really. Cheesy nuts. Haven't had those in forever. Yes, absolutely. And Bob here will bring you all of that and more if you can just do this one simple thing. Press the button. And more Mountain Dew, hell. Get that mini fridge closer to the couch while you're at it. You're aware that we placed the button within arm's reach, right? You barely have to lift a finger, let alone get up from your couch, but sure, yeah. Let's make you even more comfortable by relocating the mini fridge. Yeah, that's the business. What if I brought him his stuff and just, just press the button while I'm in there? No, that is not our domain. He has to want to do it. We can't do this for him. Uh, but all the people? His domain! If you two keep dragging your feet like this, I'm going to take a nap. Wake me when you get the snack situation resolved. Sir, sir, the button. Please, it's just, it's right there. And yet my Cheetos are a world away, so who's really suffering here? Oh, God damn it. Watch your tongue. You know what I've said about that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just... Yeah, you've done the hard work. Yes, you deserve your rest. We agree. Everyone agrees, right? Y yeah, oh yeah, totally agree. But... But everything, everything hinges on such a small action. That button there, within arm's reach. All we need you to do 
Just press it. Uh, all I need to do is enjoy some cheesy snacks. Or sleep. You're not helping me achieve either of those things. Hey, the, the cart's loaded up with all the favorites. I'll get them restocked and satisfied. Just, just let me in there. No! Sir! How long is this seventh day rest gonna last? Can we finally move on to day eight and, and get to the- It lasts as long as I say it does. Cheddar buddies. Cheddar buddies? We're down to the goddamn cheddar buddies. Who wants those flavorless organic snack crackers? Where are the artificial flavors? Colors! Preservatives! This is what you're expecting me to eat? Now that's it. That's the last straw. I'm done with this. Go. Go now. Get in there and restock the damn snacks. So, I, I got it. I got it. Get your shit together and get in there. Where is it? Oh, this is bad. This is bad. Oh, there it is. You two bungling footlickers remember this? I have another button here. Just put that down. Uh, please, sir, Bob, get the snacks to him. I'm going. I'm going. If you don't think I'm doing enough, this button here could solve that little problem. Then I'd get some real rest. Oh my god. Hey now. There are limits to my patience, and you're already treading on thin ice. Here. I'm here. Everything you need. I even got you a barrel of cheese balls. And look, a jumbo straw for your Mountain Dew. Sir, please. Have a seat. Enjoy your snacks. And just press the button next to the couch. Hmm. I do like cheese balls. But those had been discontinued. <laughs> Anything for you, sir. All we're asking for in return is just press the button. We'll see after I reach the bottom of this barrel. And a nap. Slot. What? What? Here, let me just press this for you. So little effort, see? What? Did you just call me? You heard me. How dare you? I created those sins for them, not me. My rules, my rules. Why isn't this button working? You're wasting your time. A button's just an object in our hands. His touch, his action, his deliberate intent that gives it power. But he is just too fucking lazy to lift a finger for his own creation. Enough! No, 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 no wait! Huh. I guess that reset button still works. So, 
Day zero again. Sloth. The nerve of those fuckers. Wrath. I get. I've done some things. That blood was no joke. Gluttony. I mean... Sure. If I'm, if I'm being honest. But sloth? Fuck that. Better to start fresh anyway. And no goddamn cheddar buddies this time. Brought to you by Station I see each and every one of you out there swaying your hands and feeling the spirit coursing through this town. I know you feel it, ladies and gentlemen. I know you do. Let's bring it down now, Claude. Let's lower the volume and get serious about the Holy Spirit. I have got some words for you, friends. Words of wisdom from the good book. All right, all right. Now, before we go any further, fellow believers, I want to let you know that we all owe a debt of gratitude to Mojave Logistics and their Heritage Initiative for providing the support required for me to keep passing along the good word to you folks. But where their support falls short, that is where you come in. I want to take a moment and read to you here from 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 6. I say unto you, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. You heard that right, folks. God loves a cheerful giver. And though you may notice some of your neighbors staring at you with envy when you receive your eternal reward and gain entrance into the sacred forest of heaven, you will be able to look down upon the sinners and the givers who did not give with cheer, look down from your beautiful perch above it all, smile, and wave hello from those hallowed woods. Surely resentment destroys the fool, and jealousy kills the simple. There was a man who lived in a dark house. It was dark because it had wallpaper that peeled, and floorboards with splinters, and small windows that did not let in any light. When he left, it was to a cubicle where he moved numbers from one spreadsheet to the other. And when he came back, he sat in his den and stared. He did not stare at the television, which only played static because he neglected his bills like he neglected himself. He stared through the tiny window at the house next door. 
The house next door had large windows that let in the sunlight at all hours of the day. From his window he watched its green lawn, which bloomed with flowers and butterflies even when his own yard withered in the summer heat. The husband read a newspaper on the porch, and the wife watered the flower beds by the fence. The man who lived in the dark house hurried outside and picked up his rake, and moved leaves from one side of his barren yard to the other. It's a nice day, isn't it? said the wife on the other side of the fence as she watered. She always began their conversations like that, and the man drank each word like precious wine. Very nice, said the man. You should do your gardening, said the wife. It will be past planting season soon. I'll have to get around to it, said the man. If I planted a garden, he thought to himself, then you might not come to the fence and talk to me anymore. I need you to talk to me. I need to be touched by the light. The wife smiled and she went to water other flowers away from the fence. After this, the husband set down his newspaper and came to the fence. I've seen you, said the husband, talking to my wife. Yes, answered the man who lived in the dark house. He held his rake uncertainly. If you talk to her again, I will kill you, said the husband. I am sorry, said the man. That night he lay awake in great distress, and thought about all that the husband had said to him. As he lay, he saw upon the ceiling a green caterpillar. Why do you writhe and suffer so, said the green caterpillar. I am tired, answered the man. I am tired of looking at the house next door with its beautiful windows and beautiful lawn and beautiful people. I am tired of being ugly and loathsome and living in a dark house. Why has their life been so much kinder than mine? If you wish for that life, said the green caterpillar, I can give you a taste of it. As it spoke, poison formed like drops of dew at the ends of its many spines. Drink of my sap, the green caterpillar continued, and until I emerge from my chrysalis in a day and a night, I will trade your life with the one next door. You may enjoy the large house with the windows and the lawn of butterflies. You may live as if it was yours. The man who lived in the dark house agreed. He stood up on his bed and opened his mouth and caught a green drop upon his tongue. The caterpillar shuddered and folded in on itself and its green thorns became black wooden carving. When the man awoke, he lay in a bed with beautiful sheets, in a room touched by the sunlight. He rose and found that his body was not his own. He was beautiful. He was the wife of the husband next door. He put on a robe and went downstairs to find the husband reading his paper at the breakfast table. You have risen late, said the husband. I've had to make my own coffee and get the children ready for school. I am sorry said the man who lived in the dark house, who was so beautiful now for nothing. 
It is your responsibility, said the husband. I pay for the house and you are supposed to keep it. I will do better tomorrow, said the man who lived in the dark house. He then heard a screaming in his own voice and went out to search for the cause of it. Across the great green lawn of beautiful flowers, he could see the dark little house that once belonged to him, and his own body shouting and striking the fence with a rake. He went down to the fence to speak. You are a monster, said the wife, trapped in his ugly old bones. I am sorry, said the man. It is only for a day. What have you done, said the wife, and touched the nose, the eyebrows, the bald spot of the body she was trapped in. Why are you in my skin? Honey, said the husband, back on the porch. Come away from the fence. The man who lived in the dark house obliged, and stepped away in his sundress. Yes, my dear, he said. He had heard her say it many times. He tried to enjoy his day in the sunlit house, but he was surprised to find that from this side there was little to see beyond the fence, only his dark little house with its cracked siding, and a neighborhood of dark little houses beyond that, and the smog of the distant city in the air. It will not be so bad, he thought, to wake up in my own skin again. And so he awoke in the early morning to find himself alone, but the air was filled with the sound of many sirens, and he still wore the flesh of the wife. He ran out upon the great lawn to find that the dark little house next door was engulfed in flames, and the fire could not be put out. The husband watched the inferno from the porch. I warned that creep said the husband. What would happen if he spoke to you again? The man who once lived in a dark little house, trapped in a beautiful skin not his own, watched the flames, and for a moment might have sworn that a twinkling black moth rose through the fire and was carried into the night sky. He learned that night, and every day after, a lesson fit for each man to carry in his heart. The grass is always greener on the other side of the fence, but the view is always worse. At this rate, I might just let the dolphins run the show after all. Yes, folks, as Proverbs says, anger is cruel and fury is overwhelming, but who can stand before jealousy? I say unto you that no one can. If you find your heart overwhelmed by envy, give more, give better, and have those sinners envy you. Because a heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones, my fellow believers, my beautiful children of God. Now let's get that collection plate moving, folks. I love to see it. I know none among you would participate in the gluttony of hoarding material wealth that you do not need. I got my eye on you, and so does the Almighty. As I see that going around, I kindly remind all of you, he who hoards is he who sins. And anyone who says, well, gluttony ain't slave nobody, is both sadly and sorely mistaken. Cover the ears of the children and pet lovers among you and allow me to illustrate. If you find honey, 
Eat just enough. Too much of it, and you will vomit. Feel the flesh beneath your fingertips as you guide your blade along the board and slice just here. Ah, yes. Oh, 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 look at that. What an exquisite cut and magnifique. Now, into the marinade it goes as we pose for this quick word from our sponsors. <laughs> Is your cat always hangry, impatiently pawing for scraps, preying on your emotions as he judges every bite? Well, no need to worry. Introducing Meat Juice Mousse, now available in original and limited edition Ocean's Bounty. Hmm, smell that? Our secret medley is guaranteed to save the soul of any kitty cravings and have them scurrying home lickety-split. Order Meat Juice Mousse today. Meat Juice Mousse. <coughs> Mittens? Is that you? Sorry. I didn't mean what I said before. Welcome back to It's Indeed! Are we ready to indulge ourselves one last time? <sighs> now, if you don't have this precise You'll be surprised at what tasty alternatives you can find around the kitchen. There is more than one way to skin a cat, as they say, huh? <laughs> said they're gonna cut the electric next week. Not sure what to do, and you ain't been around since... Look, I don't think we have much left to eat. I even ate those old pickled eggs. <laughs> I opened all the windows, now flies got in. Anyway, watch out for those strips, you know, the sticky ones? I ate. Mittens? I know I heard you come in. Did you bring me a mouse? <laughs> Wonder what that tastes like. A lot of small bones, I bet. A mouse? No, 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 Daphne. There is no mouse. There is no food at all. Mittens? Well, yet. I heard a whole bunch of yummy off the internet for us. Overnight delivery and everything. The pastor told me not to splurge no more, but there was this deal. One day only. Anyways, my treat and my apology to you. You pathetic, ruinous creature. I cannot be bribed with praise or promise. Only morsels of meat will do. Mittens! I didn't mean it, I didn't. I wasn't thinking. Oh God, you know I was drunk. Is that really you? I'm not from them shadows. Let me see you. 
Are you quite sure after what you did? Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh Jesus. Oh, fuck. Mins, who did this? You languid beast. Delighting in fat and flesh with abandon. Well, now you must live with the memory of me. Neglectful, aren't we? Oh, Jesus. Oh, is there a question from the audience? Oui, ma chérie. What is your name, mademoiselle? Daphne. I'm starving. There ain't nothing worth eating. Have you tried uh, roaches? Ah, it's a very good question. If you align the blade at the knuckles and press down, and they stop right on. We can wait. Delivery should be here soon. You lie to yourself. You cannot pay what you owe. The delivery is not coming. This is not happening. You must reap what you sow. You ain't even real. I just need some gin. Where is it? Damn it! Just two fingers. Daphne, we are watching our figure. Shut up, nasty Cut myself. A little raw, but it is fresh meat. I'm going to come in. 24 cans. It's your favorite. Me juice moose. No one will come, and we are hungry. Oh, Daphne, would you like to try it? I think you will like. No, no. Yes, savor the salt and sin. Delectable. That is precisely right. Now take that knife and carve a morsel of yourself, Daphne. Eat. Anybody there? I, I can't just leave this on the porch. It's perishable. You'll have to pick this up at the distribution center if you want to find. 
fuck? <laughs> Don't you look at me! The main course. The flavor is divine. How is it that So good. Mr. Doherty says our little collection tithe doesn't come close to the amount of people in this tent. Mr. Doherty, come up here and tell him what you told me. I don't want to do that. Get the fuck up here and give him the old Calvin guilt trip. Like you do me when you're trying to get a raise. I really don't want to do this. Look at these poor people. They can't afford for us to be here. They couldn't even afford to come here tonight. Now, folks, did you all hear that? Mr. Doherty here said y'all was poor. Said y'all was disenfranchised, didn't you, Mr. Doherty? I never said disenfranchised. I told Pastor Montague the collection we took does not seem to match the amount of people in this tent. But I also told him that's fine. We have enough money from people who can scarcely afford it. Disenfranchised, he says. Scarcely afford it, he says. But folks, you know what? I don't believe it. When I look out at you fine folks, you glorious believers, you know what I see? I see people rich in spirit, rich in love and family, and rich in the holy light of the Lord. I never said fucking disenfranchised. Those are the words of a sinner, Mr. Doherty. Such language. How dare you defile the very atmosphere of our little church, of our little heaven on earth with your disgusting words. What do you think we should do with Mr. Doherty here, folks? What should become of such a vile sinner? You hear that, Mr. Doherty? They want me to fire you. Is that what y'all want? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. The people have spoken, Mr. Doherty. They say you have to go. Take your sinful words and negative Nancyism and be gone from our sight, foul snake. And what say you, fuck? Are you poor? Are you unable to tie our church properly? Or should I get that collection plate back out there and let it overflow with your love for the highest on high, the Lord God Almighty? And none of God's children should be too proud to give. Do not withhold your money from the church. As Jonah tried to withhold this prophecy from Nineveh and shirk his divine mission. For you too have a divine mission pull this church from the ashes of financial ruin, just as the good folks at Hobby Logistics are doing. 
Be not afraid of these fools and clowns, these members of the Paloon Society who think they are above temptation of the devil on their shoulders, telling them to keep their money. Those who are too proud to give, for all of us know a camel has a better chance of being put through the eye of a needle than a rich person has to get into heaven. And pride always comes before the fall. Here I thought the noise coming from the Tower of Babel was confusing. When pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. Be not afraid. This message will find you exactly when you need to hear it. You may have met me before, and it may be the very first time. It may have been ages since you heard me last. No matter. Greetings to you. I am the Metatron, the voice of God. Ah yes, the voice you just heard is my lovely assistant. He is a seraph, a heavenly creature of the highest order. So naturally, his accent is a bit difficult to understand. His name is Ben. Ben is here to make sure I don't... Um, say something, I'm not super... Ben helps me stay on track. Yes. So, I am Metatron. But please call me Enoch. I am speaking to you because you are a prophet. In every sense of the word, you will listen and you will remember and you will keep this record for future generations. You are a conduit, while I am reaching into the vortex of events. The tendrils of the vortex crawl up my arm and lodge into my consciousness, preparing me so that everything I see, I bring to you. Choices and stories flash before my eyes in hypnotizing patterns before settling on. What? Something is up with the transmission. Is it still running? Yes, prophets are still here. What in the... Ben, did you do this? A naked woman behind me. Very funny. Hi, Enoch. Lilith! Lilith. Listen, I don't have much time. Ben? Ben, go away. How? You don't just send him away like that. He's a setup. What, what, what are you? If you want to see him again, you'll do what I say. Hmm? We need to talk. Uh, I, I really can't, um, I can't talk right now. Transmitting. I know you're transmitting. That's the point. Hey, prophet. And, and, and I can't seem to turn it off either. <clears throat> Could we do this later and maybe let me down? No. Archangel Michael is on his way here with an army. Tell me where my child is. What? Eyes up here. (laughs) You have eyes all over. You were the last one to talk to him. I lost track of him around Ninveh. You have a lot of activity around there, don't you? Tell me what you know. I know many things. You have to be specific. Shit, they're coming. Well, yes, you broke into heaven. What do you want? I need you to look inside the vortex exactly when I tell you to. Okay. Wait just 
a few seconds longer. Why? Oh, um, also, there's a false prophet who will draw the wrong conclusions about this story. You might want to deal with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, the American priest on it. Oh, shh. Keep still with those uh, lovely uh, lips. <laughs> no time. Close your eyes for me. Okay. Listen to my voice. Okay. Do you feel this? One day, you will know how much you mean to me, and I will tell you everything. Shh, not now. When I say, look in the vortex, you will know what to do. Now. Well, sorry about my surprise guest, Lilith. So, prophets, since there are so many of you, we should be able to find the boy rather quickly. I don't know what he looks like, but Demon's Bond should not be too difficult to spot. We're diving down right here. Judging by the air quality, I'd say... 800 years before the common era give or take. This story begins in a small town north of Nazareth, which will later become quite eventful. Oh, it's about time we got some local news, isn't it, Talia? I, I know you can't hear the voice. Nobody can. All it's done is given me a splitting headache and irrelevant stories. Might be time to seek out a healer. Here we have the prophet, currently a shepherd. He had always liked talking to his animals. I can relate to that. Animals are sharper than folk give them credit for. This particular day wouldn't turn out as planned. He thought he would enjoy the sun and occasionally tend to his flock. But lo and behold, the voice of God had called all prophets to look for a missing boy, last seen in Nineveh. Oh, what a shame for the lad. Enjoying the sun and the flock is all a man needs on a day like this. Odd. A caravan at this time of day. The caravan is bound for Nineveh. You should go with them. Wait, what? Can you... Can you hear me? That's never happened before. Yes, Jonah. You have heard from me many times before. Stories of life and death, of catastrophe and creation. This one is about you. It's time to get a move on. You will accompany them to Nineveh. Quit! I'm not doing that. Look here, lass. I'm a shepherd, not some puppet for a voice in the wind. I don't need your guidance. No, but you have to go. It's what you're meant to do. I knew it. I knew my madness would manifest completely one day. But not so soon. I'm too young. No, I won't follow the commands of a disembodied voice. You can't make me. I didn't want it to come to this, Jonah. But your arrogance and pride leaves me no choice. Now look at what you made me do. Had to lower my filters to get you to listen, and now all prophets will get a severe migraine. Are you happy? Alright, alright, I'll pack my things. Just wait. 
Jonah. I'm afraid you're going the wrong way. No, actually, away and burn your head. I've been tortured before. Bring your worst. No, I... Forgive me, Jonah. I... I overreacted. It won't happen again. Listen, if you do this for me, I can make your dreams come true. What do you want? I'm not talking to you anymore. More sheep? Wealth? I'm not talking to you anymore. I can make it happen. I'm not talking to you anymore. I'm not talking to you anymore. It's a couple of days later, and Jonah has done a very good job at setting boundaries and giving us the silent treatment. He has made his way to Jaffa, an old port town. Do, 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 do. Ha, uh, how much for a ticket? Let's say in a passenger ship, mate. Please, I've got to get away. You have coin? Aye, and I can work for my keep. All right. Welcome aboard. So, where should we drop you off? Yes, Jonah, where are you going? With yourself. I'm sorry, I don't understand your accent. Oh, so now he's speaking to me. Shut up. What? Um, haven't you decided yet? Do you mind if I just follow along for a while? I just need to get away from this place. Sure. We've had the likes of you on board before. Watch yourself. Jonah, there is no time for this. Get back on land. I don't want to make you. I don't care, because you're no real. It's one of those guys talking to himself. Crazy person. Listen, um... Jonah? Jonah, you're welcome to hang below deck. Rest up a bit. Stay away from us. Hey, thank you. Absolutely. You sure about this? What if he killed someone? Then we'll throw him overboard. Simple as. <sighs> Jonah, the pieces are already set in motion. And if you struggle, you will only delay the inevitable. <sighs> You can't ignore me forever. I will make sure of that. And that is what I am talking about, folks. Make it overflow. Make it rain like a waterfall of Holy Spirit. I can see that play from here. It's, uh, I don't have another word except sexy. It's sexy, fellow believers. Sexy like a woman's love for Jesus himself. Sexy like the bosom of an angel. And folks, there is no need to shy from this kind of sexy. Holy sexy. Sacrosite sexy. Sexy like a witch? Yes, folks, that man there has the spirit. Sexy like a witch. I'll wait one gosh darn minute. Witches ain't sexy. Witches evil. Y'all get that man out of here. Completing my type of church proves sexy for witches. I, I tithe like 20%. All right, all right, wait, 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 wait. Maybe I was too hasty. That man seems just as dedicated to the good word as any of the rest of you, which can only mean one thing. There must be witches among us. Witches who put those words in that man's mouth with their dirty black magic spells. Whispered from luscious full lips. Lips, they kind of bite a little. Just a tad to let you know what you're thinking. Doll up in their black spandex, pushing their cleavage together. 
not again. Uh, and while uh, Pastor Montague takes a moment to convene with the Lord, sorry, uh, I don't know. Uh, until he gets back, here's another cautionary tale. This time, from the Book of Rapture, 518. Therefore, put to death what is earthly within you. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Mr. Ravia, I need you to sign here. I don't understand how this could be fiscally viable. And initial here. Mr. Ravia. Also, if we could just run through the Q&A. Are you sure you want to go through with this? I would feel much more secure that this is our best next step if for you the company. please reconsider. Trust me. Here we go. Mr. Aviat, that jacket is just stunning. Thank you. Is that Prada or... No, Versace. It's, uh... It's one of our sustainable brands. I'll get you the contact. Hold that thought. Mr. Oviet. Good morning. My producers requested that I personally thank you for choosing our show for your big debut. You're so welcome. This is such an innovative idea. Thank you for allowing us to be your launching point into mainstream media. Thank you. Shall we sit? Yes, of course. They'll count us in. Oh, do you need a touch-up? I prefer the natural look. Oh, Yes, of course. (laughs) (laughs) We're approaching your abode, sir. Thank you. The town car was sanitized before pickup, I assume. Of course, sir. The glass looks a little dusty. I thought I saw a fingerprint. My apologies. We strive to maintain our white glove contract with basic birch industries. I should hope so. I drafted it. Counters polished. My rooms are perpetually maintained at 16 degrees Celsius. Not cold enough to be crisp or frigid, but cool enough to keep everything as it should be. Everything in its place. The meeting went as expected. The news will play shortly. I'll watch it in the background, and I've got more important things to manage. Ice cream would be nice. Alexa, turn on the TV. I'm Lydia Chen, and welcome to Good News Morning. An uplifting and part of entertainment tonight. 
We begin this morning's telecast with the man who has changed the way the world thinks about sustainability. Mr. Keith Obvious, owner and creator of Basic Birch. Mr. Obvious, thank you again for joining us. Of course. Happy to oblige. It is an impressive feat to be known first as one of the nation's most successful businessmen. Oh. <laughs> only to then shift gears and become a municipal governor. <laughs> Many have referred to you as the great chameleon. <clears throat> For many, a divisive pivot. Divisive? The concept of sustainability should never be divisive unless, of course, you are a shareholder of one of my competitors. I hardly recall that your company even has competitors. Basic Birch has become a household name, comparable to Johnson & Johnson. I would hope that Basic Birch far supersedes Johnson & Johnson. After all, Basic Birch would never become embroiled in a dust-up over baby powder. <laughs> Does that make sense? But what would compel the innovator and director of Basic Birch to move beyond household supplies, to run for and single-handedly coordinate a new municipality? Not just that, but one based entirely on a graveyard. It's the only way to control it. I'd love to blame it on some mystical curse. It's the whispers, the voices. It's not. It's just me. I didn't know that this is what I would need. But the truth is, people... Living people are disgusting, unpredictable, filthy in mind, corrupt in thought, perpetually dismissive and ostracizing of anything they can't understand. It's not as though I need perfection. I need the cool, most porcelain sensation of my fingertips. Faint intimation of moisture without clamminess or perspiration. Abhorrent physiological responses. Every one of them told me I was a monster. And so, perhaps, in a way, they are correct. But the longer this, this need is inside me, the more difficult it becomes to control. It wasn't just Victor or Michael, and it wasn't just the men. Emily and whatever her name was. Every one of them gave similar responses of disgust. Unpredictable conversation, arguments, every one of them told me I was a monster. Expression on each potential's face when I asked in person, of course, for the controlled cool of, of mild refrigeration as they lay still in a responsive 
No. Even shrouded in the secrecy of anonymity. And the allure of financial restitution. It is near impossible to obtain a yes. And even in those few and far between agreements that genuinely followed through, the sensation was no better than a cracker made of unflavored rice. Like scratching all around the edge of a mosquito bite without ever... A moment all anyone could hope for when it comes to perfection. And I was unable to obtain even that through normal measures. Pardon me. May I have that? Sir? Yes, I, I'd like to dig one myself. Sir, there's a... Uh, there's bugs down there. Mm. Lots of them. <laughs> and the dirt's kind of soggy. It's been raining a lot today, and... Uh, hand, the hand it over. I mean, the briefing said you hated that. The briefing was correct. Give me the shovel. That's an order. Sir? Give me the shovel. Fine. <laughs> Whatever. Spent a lifetime building an empire in disinfection. Six feet down, I'm I'm surrounded by everything that makes my skin crawl. Still, for a few minutes, perfection will lie. Serene, yielding to anyone without judgment or critical response. Cool flesh. Freed from the confines of a throbbing circulatory system and electrical impulses. Neatly designed. Picture perfect if only for a day. Before the world ruins that too with the nightmare of decomposition. Just before the squirming of maggots arrives, exactly what I want. Just the thought of them. Him. Her. Down here. Unmoving. Cool, unbreathing perfection. Pushes blood into areas of my body. No living person has ever done to the same satisfaction. I'll stand down here and stare at the walls of disgusting nature and worms and glistening beetles and writhing centipedes until 
so I can get myself back under control. No one can know. Now, I'm sorry about that, folks. I, well, I was overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit and had to take a moment to remove those witchy thoughts out of me, like exercising a demon. Yes, Wait one goddamn minute. Oh, well, my fellow believers, look who's back. Mr. Doherty, the man who said you all was disenfranchised. Just what in the fire and brimstone do you want here? I thought we made it clear that you was not welcome. You ain't welcome, bitch. This pastor is lying to all of you. Ladies and gentlemen, I feel it is my duty to inform you that this man is an imposter. He is no more a pastor than I am a deacon. He is also wanted by the law for several counts of sexual transgressions worse than any of you could imagine. Transgressions that must never be uttered by a mortal man such as I. But I guarantee you they will be frowned upon by the man upstairs. Transgressions? This man is a liar, my fellow believers. Look at me, and then look at him, and decide who should be trusted. Me, the humble leader of this here flock. Or him. Let us not all forget, folks. He called you all poor. Said you could not afford the grace of God. Told me that to my face. Ask him to show you the collection plate. Ask him where your money is. Tell him to show you the money. If I am lying, ask him where the money is. My altar boy has already taken the money and deposited it into our Bank of America account like the Patriots we are. That is standard operating procedure, ladies and gentlemen. Fellow believers, the world is awash with crime. You can never be too careful with the Lord's bounty. I guarantee all of you the Lord's bounty went to several local prostitutes and dealers and at least two OnlyFans pages. OnlyFans? You mean that online version of Sodom and Gomorrah? I would never. The only fans I need are right here. Fans of God. <clears throat> Says here, Pumpkin Beauty 1987 and Thick Witch 69. Very niche, but totally worth it. A perk of being a deacon at this church. Ladies and gentlemen, do not believe this man. This man is a liar. Thick Witch. I've never heard such a thing. I believe I made it very clear how I feel about witches in our midst. Her name is Wendy, and I love her. All right, all right, fine, fine. If it will make you all feel better so we can get back to what we was doing, I will go get your money right now. Just bear with me, folks. I'll be right back. God, you fucking shot me, peasant motherfucker. God damn it, that hurts. The day good men turn towards wrath marks the beginning of the point of no return. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. 
and do not give the devil a foothold. What? What? I didn't say any of this shit. Dear listener, to this story, heed and hear as I describe the scene. Upon a land where once did bloom, now lies naught but woe and gloom. The scent of ash upon the breeze, and ghostly whispers in the trees. A tale unfolds as shadows creep, where vengeance, pain, and sorrows seep. A man, bereft of kin and hearth, with naught but emptiness in his heart. For battles fierce did mar his home, and through the waste he's fought and roamed with tired eyes and heavy heart, where memories of love depart. His enemy, ensnared and bound before him, silent on the ground. The fires of wrath aflame within. Tis time to pay for wicked sin. A friend, with eyes of storming sea, hands him a blade. Avenge, be free. His voice is sweet as honeyed wine. Let wrath and retribution twine. Let thine own sword give justice due. Strike deep and let no mercy through. In blood and fire, let him drown the foe who brought thy kingdom down. But lo, from yonder chamber locked, the plea of Padre fiercely knocked. His voice, a prayer through oak and iron, doth struggle against the fire's pyre. Stay thy hand, he calleth, sweet. Let mercy guide thy trembling feet, for in forgiveness thou shalt find a balm for thine embittered mind. The echoes of the cries collide, as Padre's plea meets vengeance's tide. With blade aloft, the man stands torn, between the night and breaking morn, his heart aflame, his soul as ice. A choice to make, a heavy price. Shall he let wrath or mercy reign? To quench or fuel his endless pain. Open up, open up, brother! Let me in, please! Goddamn busybody. Don't let him get in the way of this. Do what you need to do. Please! Mercy! Please. Listen to Please. him. Please. After what he's done. We're better than this! We're not executioners! We have to believe! Better? Better than what? He murdered your kin, extinguished your world, and you we're want not to like show him. mercy. We should, he should. We're not. We're not like him. He should face the court. Be judged by law, not by anger. Law? Where was the law when he slaughtered your family? This I is justice. Regret. <laughs> Your regret means nothing. It's a mere whimper in the wind. It's not too late. It's not. He can. 
We can still take him in. He can still pay for what he's done. He pays now. This ends now. Here, feel its weight, the power it gives you. It's in your hands. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. You're better than this. Don't listen to him. Focus. Inhale. Align your breath with your target. I have a family too. They made me do it. Listen to him. He's terrified. I look, didn't look want to please. Regret stains his voice. Please. Bitter fruit. I didn't it's want a to. step towards redemption, don't you think? Come on, I I know you. You you don't want to do this. Come on, I I know you. You don't want to. A performance. Nothing more. A cheap ploy to save his own skin. He fears death, not the consequences of his deeds. Finish this. No, 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 wait, wait. Use, use your brain. You're, you're no fool. Think of the pain you're carrying. Forgiveness is a gift, not to him, but to yourself. Unburden your heart. Free yourself from that hatred which burns you. He's right. Don't let the fire burn you. Take back your strength. Let it burn him. No. I will not leave this world, Bacon. No. You think... You think this scares me? No. I enjoyed your pain. The facade cracks. The beast shows its teeth. God! God, what is happening? He's bared his soul. Now make your move. Inhale. Exhale. Pull. I'll do it all over again. Come on, coward. I will leave this world with the screams of your love ringing in my ears. Send me to them. I'll send your regards. He basks in your pain. He's not going where your family's going. Send him to Hellfire. It's time. Sorry, brother. Fuck this prince. Kill him. Well, who am I? I hear you ask. By now I venture you might have guessed. I am the fire that doth reside within thine heart. I cannot hide. A tempest wild, a fervent gust that takes thee where the winds are just. A forceful whisper, soft but keen, where honor's garb begins to lean toward the sable cloak of night. Where once was virtue, it now takes flight. The blood that courses through thy veins does boil when I, untamed, remain to settle scores and right the wrong with frenzied heart and strident song. The iron chains of tempered soul, they shatter, break by my control, and in their place a fiery might that swells to cast away the light. The subtle truth wrapped in my flame When wrongs are cast, I am to blame. But oh, 
When I in vengeance dance, thou dost partake in sweet romance, the taste of victory. Oh, so sweet, while foes do kneel at thy feet. Yet with each battle's fervent cry, a part of thee too doth die. For as a tempest must abate, and fiery tongues their lust must sate, so too must I, once set ablaze, retreat within the morning haze, and leave thee with the toll I have wrought, as with my fervor thou hast sought in silent whispers of the dawn. Reflect on what hath come and gone. Beware, dear soul, my own embrace, for in my arms thou'lt find no grace but fiery ruin, ash and woe. And yet my song so sweetly flows in moments stolen from the skies. I am the storm that never dies. But heed this plea with caution, tread. For in my wake lie only dead. Here you go. Two sugars, two creams, and they didn't have any more danishes. Fucking McManus ate them all again. Fucking God. Did I uh, miss anything interesting? The interviews? Uh, mostly. Some of these people still aren't making much sense. I don't think any of these Bible thumpers ever make sense. But we have a rough idea of what happened. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Pastor uh, Montague was scamming the congregation, using all the collection money for hookers. (laughs) No shit! (laughs) Yeah, and not just that. The tech guys are looking through his browser history now. The idiot left his phone in the back office, I guess. No passcode or anything. (laughs) A lot of OnlyFans subscriptions on that thing, apparently. Wow. Wow. What an absolute virgin. I can't believe dudes really simp over that stuff. <laughs> well, I guess some people are just really into the whole goth dom mommy thing. Uh, oh, uh, wait, what? Uh, hey, uh, do you have that list of what accounts he was looking at? Evening, gentlemen. Ma'am, you aren't allowed to be here. Uh, this is a crime scene, and civilians aren't allowed across the tape line, so... I'm going to need you to back up. And it's officers? So how about you show a little respect when addressing someone in charge? Of course. In that case, officer, you can address me as... Perhaps your grace. Sorry, ma'am. We didn't realize Mojave would be sending someone out. Of course, you have full access to the scene. Perfect. Now, if you two are done wasting our money, we have business to sort out. Yes, of course, ma'am. We're working on getting you the facts about what happened here as soon as we can. Uh, We just have a few more witnesses. We already know what occurred here. I am here with the facts for you. Oh, uh, okay. 
Okay. I suggest you take notes. I will not be repeating myself, and we do not tolerate inaccuracies. Firstly, there was no improper use of church funds by Pastor Montague. He is an upstanding member of the community who ensures that all tithes go to those who need it. Oh, come on. Who's gonna believe that? Secondly, there will be no mention of acts that are not befitting of a man of the cloth. Any allegations of such are unfounded and will be treated as slander against his character. These are the people we know were involved. Anyone not on this list was not here, regardless of what any witnesses may claim they saw. The Cheddar Bunny Consequence, by Station 151, was written by Bear Waiter and Stephen James Scarsa. Produced by Bear Waiter and Pale Matter, LLC. Their representatives were Bear Waiter as Intercom Voice 1, Stephen James Scarsa as Intercom Voice 2, and John White as main character. Envy by Hello from the Hallow Woods, was written, performed, and produced by William A. Wellman, with additional sound design by Derek Valen. Self-Serving by Ain't Slayed Nobody, with writing by Graham Patrick and editing, sound design, and production by Corbin Cup. At the service was Virginia Lee as Daphne, Danny Scott as TV chef, Emma Onash as advertiser, Harlan Guthrie as Mittens, and Bob Danielson as Driver. Pride, by the Pantaloon Society and Be Not Afraid, was written, edited, and produced by Rebecca Hansen and Tommy Holberg, with music by Lou Sutcliffe. In attendance were Rebecca Hansen as Enoch, Lou Sutcliffe as Jonah, Sivon Raz as Lilith, Martin Soul as Sailor One, and Drew Froman as Sailor Two, and Beta Red by Lou Sutcliffe and Hannah Levin. Basic Birch by Rapture 518 was written, directed, and produced by Sarah Penn. The disciples were Josh Burgess, Jess McCoy, Nate Lodbrock, Michael D., and Sarah Penn. Wrath by No Return was written, edited, and produced by Kier Joe and preached by W. Keith Timms as Wrath, Drew Froman as Padre, Martin Soule as Captor, Dante Majors as Prisoner, and Kier Joe as Whispers. This installment's connective script, Testify, was written by Joseph Rutledge, Derek Valen, and Saf the Something. This sermon featured Wayman Alexander as Pastor, and Nathan Lunsford as Mr. Doherty. Derek Valen as Altar Boy and Cop 1, Saf the Something as Cop 2, and Jessica Burson as Mojave Logistics Representative. Actually, scratch that last one. She's innocent. Additional voices provided by Joseph Rutledge, Saf the Something, Derek Valen, Jessica Burson, John White, Pele Fried, Tatiana Gefter, Kaya Valen, Jennifer Brew, Rebecca Hansen, Lou Sutcliffe, and Stephen James Gersa. Kill FM was created and produced by Joseph Rutledge, 
along with Saf the Something, Derek Valen, and Jessica Burson. The theme song was written and performed by Joseph Rutledge. Did you get all of that? My, uh, my pen ran out of ink. Could you repeat that? Set button again. Bob! Bob! Oh, right.